It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday and like days like today on Sunday right after the Carolina Panthers game. Trying to get these out to you every game day on Sundays by 6 o'clock when Panthers play at 1 so make sure to always be ready to get the podcast. And where you can get the podcast, we can rate, review, and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify. You can follow us there. You can find us on Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to your podcasts and specifically this show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday throughout the season, and really all the time, I'm going to want your weekly participation for a weekly Friday mailbag. So go ahead and go and DM me right now. Follow me first, at me, get in your questions as they pertain to the Carolina Panthers. And speaking of the Carolina Panthers, ladies and gentlemen, your Carolina Panthers are 2-0 to start the 2021 season following a 26-7 win against the hated New Orleans Saints. And I had talked about it after last week. What New Orleans did against the Packers, I had concerns going into the game. I picked the Panthers to win this game in our weekly crossover with Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson. I came back on Friday and I told Joel I still didn't feel very comfortable about that. Despite the Saints being without seven coaches and the Saints being without five guys who started last week and overall... Not having Marshawn Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Eric McCoy, their starting center, Marcus Davenport, Quan Alexander, Will Lutz, Traquan Smith, Michael Thomas, David Onyemata. So many key Saints not playing. I was just scared that the situation was just too perfect for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and win. I also believe, though, that there has never been a better opportunity in the last four or five seasons for the Panthers to beat the New Orleans Saints who have won this division, the NFC South, four years in a row than there would be today, Sunday, at Bank of America Stadium. And the Carolina Panthers went out there and they took care of business and got a massive win. You can say all you want about, oh, the Saints didn't have their starters, and that's certainly factored in to the Saints losing. But one thing I'll tell you, though, is even if the Saints had their starting center out there, they had Michael Thomas, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that this Panthers defense still went out there and kicked their ass today because that's what they did. We talk all the time about how great Joe Brady is and how he's this offensive genius and how he's going to be a head coaching candidate, but the best Panthers coordinator on this team, without question, is Phil Snow and what he's done with his defense. Beginning of last season, when they were young and they were trying to figure things out, the Panthers struggled. They had to see Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Matt Ryan and even Nick Foles, former Super Bowl MVPs or league MVPs, week after week after week, and they struggled. 
But at the end of the season, in that second half, they were a top 10 unit. What they did to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on that Saturday night in the second half was fantastic. What they did to Matthew Stafford playing with the Lions, and they can say whatever they want about Stafford, what he didn't have with the Lions. He had plenty of weapons throughout his career there, and he looks awesome in his first two games playing with the Rams. To shut him down, what they did against the Washington football team, I don't care whether it was Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, when Heineke came in, looked pretty good. The Panthers' defense turned it on in the second half of the season, and that's carried over to the first two games of the season with the addition to Daquan Jones, Hassan Reddick, AJ Boye, who we haven't even seen yet, JC Horn, who got his first career pick today, should have had two against his dad's former team, the New Orleans Saints. This defense looks awesome. I tweeted out that the Saints going in the second half down 17 nothing at the half. I don't see how in the world they thought they were going to be able to go out here and win this football game with trying to throw to win the game with Jameis Winston when he had no time to play. And this is against a very good Saints offensive line. The only guy they were missing today was Eric McCoy, their center. Yes, they had to move Cesar Ruiz, their second-year guard, to play center, and they had to put in Throck Martin or Morton, whatever the hell ever you pronounce his last name, he played last week when McCoy got hurt. Either way, a lot more continuity on that Saints offensive line and a better unit than what the Panthers have. And the Panthers offensive line played a lot better than the Saints offensive line today. Jameis Winston was under constant duress, and we saw the same Jameis that we had seen in five seasons with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers' defense held the Saints to 65 yards on 17 plays in the first half. For the game, the Saints were 2 of 11 on third down, 0 for 2 on fourth down. Winston threw two interceptions, looked like the same dude we saw back in Tampa Bay. The Saints had six first downs to the Panthers' 28. The Saints had 128 yards. Only 30 yards from scrimmage from Alvin Kamara. They got dominated by the Panthers. Hassan Reddick so far looks like to be the steal of the NFL offseason after two games. And not even just after two games. After three halves, he has three sacks. He had three sacks total by halftime. Brian Burns has two for the season right now. Morgan Fox looked fantastic throughout this game getting pressure on the quarterback and affecting the game. This Panthers defense is swarming. This is the kind of hard-nosed defense that we love to see here in Carolina. But I don't think we've ever seen the kind of speed that we have. Even dudes like Dante Jackson, who we used to just crush for not being physical enough at the point of attack and helping out in the run game, Dante Jackson's going out there and laying a hat on players week in and week out. I'm fired up about this defense. There's so much to love from what we've seen the first two weeks when it comes to the Carolina Panthers defense. Because last week and this week were basically the same game. Panthers offense clicking on all cylinders in the first half, probably not scoring as many points as they should, having a little bit of trouble in the red zone. But they got things a little figured out here today. Sam Darnold looking good. McCaffrey getting a ton of touches. We can talk about that later and whether he should be in the game late or not. All that being said, it was the same game. They look great. Then they disappear in the third quarter. Panthers had zero points, only 32 yards of offense. But the game never really felt like it was in doubt because the Carolina Panthers defense was just too good. At no point did I think that the Saints were going to go down there and score. The only time they scored was because of Sam Darnold interception. And I don't know what, I know what Sam was trying to do there. He was going to take the sack, but he saw Chuba Hubbard out there and he tried to get it out to him. 
and it ends up being an interception. It's the same kind of stuff that we saw in New York, just trying to do too much. And it could have worked out. I'm not going to crush him for it. It's unfortunate now that it is two weeks and two turnovers by Sam Darnold and that one leading directly toward a touchdown for the New Orleans Saints. Because had that not occurred, this would have been a shutout. When the Saints are trying to drive 90 and 80 yards on this defense and Winston not getting any sort of time at all, I never thought that he was going to be able to drive it down the field multiple times to beat the Panthers once they got off, got up by three touchdowns. Even when Zane Gonzalez missed the extra point and still left the door open with about five and a half minutes left in the game. At no point did I think that Jameis Winston in this Saints offense was going to go down the field twice and convert two two-point conversions. And I didn't think the Saints defense, missing what they were missing, were going to be able to get off the field enough times to prevent the Carolina Panthers from winning this football game today. The Panthers dominated the New Orleans Saints. They're 2-0. They're 1-0 in the division. And looking at what Atlanta's doing today against Tampa and what they look like last week against the Eagles, who lost today to the San Francisco 49ers, there's no reason why the Carolina Panthers, if they stay healthy and things go according to plan the next couple weeks, why they shouldn't be 3-0 in the division by time they face Tampa Bay later on in the season. They look like real factors, and some injury news out of Houston is making you think that 3-0 is certainly a possibility. Panthers 26, Saints 7, and honestly, it wasn't even that close, even though it was a 19-point deficit or cushion to win this game. Panthers dominated the New Orleans Saints in all facets of the game. Maybe not special teams, but overall, it was a good old backyard ass-whooping the Panthers put on the Saints today. All right. Got to take a deep breath here, take a little uh, quick pause, then get into more of what we saw, especially from Sam Darnold and his offense, and try and figure out what in the world is going on in the third quarter for the Panthers so far through two games this season. Hey, Panther fans, this is Julian Council with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay up the full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN, T-O-U-C-H-D-O-W-N, TOUCHDOWN. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I'm sure some of you are wondering, like, what's going on with his voice right now? Uh, it was in Chapel Hill this weekend for the UNC-Virginia game. There's going to be a lot of Sundays I'm going to come back from being in Chapel Hill where I might not have a voice 
after cheering on those Tar Heels, but I'm very fired up after watching what the Panthers were able to do against the Saints again. I was very concerned going into this game. I knew that everything leaned so heavily for the Panthers to win this game and that they get after James Winston like they did last week getting after Zach Wilson, that the Panthers would have a really good shot to win this football game. I just looked at what New Orleans had offensively on the offensive line. I'm just knowing it. Sean Payton still on that sideline. Dennis Allen, our defensive coordinator, he was not someone who tested positive on the coaching staff where they had an outbreak this week. Man, Hurricane Ida displacing them and putting them in at T- TCU down in Fort Worth, having to play in Jacksonville last week, having the COVID issues, all of that, and having to go on the road this week. It just weighed so heavily that the Carolina Panthers would win this game. It just felt like it had to be just too good to be true. But it wasn't. The Panthers dominated the Saints today, 26-7, and all glory goes to that defense after yet another week of just getting after the passer. They now have 10 sacks on the season, which I don't even I haven't seen the stats from the early games this afternoon and what other teams did. But the Cardinals, I think, were right there tied with the Panthers for the most sacks, and they're playing in the afternoon or whenever they're playing. I don't know when they play. Um, but the Panthers have to be top of the league right now. With sacks so far, Hassan Reddick has three on the season. Brian Burns with two. Morgan Fox getting out there with a half a sack today. This whole defense was swarming all day long. And the offense also looked really good. Sam Darnold in the first half was fantastic. Again, 16 of 20, 216 yards, two touchdowns, 145.0. That was his passer rating. He looked great. Christian McCaffrey overall for the game. Had 29 touches for 137 yards, including a fourth quarter touchdown, which sealed the game. Uh, Darnold overall for the game was 26 of 38 for 305 yards and two touchdowns and a 99 passer rating. Great start for through two games for Sam Darnold. The only thing that you don't like is the red zone turnover he had last week where he got a little bit too wide, ran into the fullback and fumbled the football. And that's something that Matt Rule says, well, we got to kind of do a better job coaching there. Sorry, Sam's a quarterback. He's been playing under center his entire life, I'm sure. He can't fumble the ball in that situation. Either way, played really well against his former team against the Jets last week. And then today, that interception he threw, I saw what he was trying to do to get the ball to Chuba Hubbard. One of those things where you just got to eat it. It was not something that came out to bite the Panthers, even though that's the only reason New Orleans scored today because of the field position that he set up them, set them up with in that situation. But still, Sam Darnold was really good for the Panthers. He's off to a fantastic start. And him... For the most part, taking care of the football, getting the ball out to his weapons, and DJ Moore, who had another fantastic game, eight receptions and a touchdown. Robbie Anderson's kind of feels a little silent, had three receptions for 38 yards today. Brandon Zilstra, hat tip to him, getting his first career touchdown right on that opening drive, which is just a perfect, perfectly scripted opening drive for the Carolina Panthers, where Darnold was perfect on that drive. It was all just clicking on all cylinders to start the game off. But then Sam did say after the game that, you know, they were playing so well, but they still have a lot to clean up. And you can go back to the third quarter once again, like the Jets game, where the Panthers had zero points and only 32 yards on offense. And you're just wondering what happens after halftime to where the Panthers struggle so mightily, at least offensively, and are unable to put the game away. And there was concerns. And I said last week, if the Panthers, who won 19-14 against the Jets in basically disappeared after out. I mean, they weren't all that great in the first quarter, third quarter or fourth quarter. It was really the second quarter where they made all their, did all their damage and winning that game against the Jets and had the two touchdowns and with a deep pass to Robbie Anderson and then Sam going down there on that uh, quarterback draw right before the half. That's where the Panthers won that game. 
And the game pretty much was won in the first half, too, today. As I said, I just did not feel at any point in time that the Saints offense was going to be able to piece together a 90 or 80-yard drive going against that pass rush and missing the kind of weapons they were missing. And even having Alvin Kamara on the field where the Panthers did a fantastic job, Jeremy Chen included, in defending him and keeping Kamara at only 30 yards from scrimmage. I just wonder, though, like, what is going on? Like, I thought if they played the same game like they did last week where they came out and did nothing for the most part in the second half, and had another bad third quarter, which is apparently becoming a thing again here in Carolina, that they would not win this football game. But I underestimated just how good this Panthers defense has been and is this season. Now, I'm going to continue to say, though, like, I don't know about Thursday against Houston, but when you play better teams that don't have the COVID issues and don't have the injuries and all the other things that come along with football, there's never going to be a, a perfect storm, really, week in and week out, just knowing how... This game is a war of attrition throughout an 18-week season in the National Football League. But still, the Panthers have got to play a complete game. And honestly, saying that, the Panthers are 2-0 and they've yet to play a complete game. And Sam Darnold is saying there's still things to clean up. And Matt Rule is up there talking about how he's pleased and they should celebrate. But the special teams break down where they have a block kick. And they're missing the extra point. And then... You know, Sam's decision with that interception and all the other things that occurred and not executing in the red zone early on in the game. There are so many other things that they can do to improve, but they get to improve on those while being 2-0 and and even more importantly, 1-0 and in the division against the New Orleans Saints team that beat the Packers 38-3 last week. And the Panthers went out there and crushed the Saints. Now, I'm not going to use the transitive property and say that the Panthers are now... What, 19 plus 35, what's the, what's the math there? 66 points better, if that's even right. I'm very bad at math. 64 points better um, than the Green Bay Packers. I'm not going to say that's the case, but, man, they look really good. And I don't even think that's the right math. 54 points. I, I, I'm doing it now on my calculator. Very bad at math, okay? But I, I have a college degree, so leave me alone. Uh, but either way, like the, the third quarter issue's got to be got to be cleaned up. And one thing that stood out to me about Matt Rule in his press conference when he was just talking about that, he said that the offensive line did a really good job protecting Sam this week than what they did last week, where he came out on Monday after the game, decided about like they got to do a much better job. They gave up 11 pressures last week, four of those from Pat Elfline, who exited the game. And we'll talk more about him, his injury, and some of the other things that we saw in the game come up here in a few minutes. But uh, they came out here and played a lot better today. And he said it wasn't really until the second half when the Saints really started bringing a lot of pressure where there was issues. And that's the same thing as last week when the Jets made whatever adjustments they made in the, in the at halftime going into the second half. Once they started bringing more pressure, the Panthers' offense line really struggled, and that's when we saw two sacks in the second half today against Sam Darnold and one that should have been another sack that led to Sam Darnold throwing that interception as he tried to dump the ball off to Chuba Hubbard. And I don't know, maybe Joe Brady has to do a better job of trying to figure out the protections, maybe you could talk, that might be on Sam Darnold, making sure he has the right protections and is able to see what kind of blitz the Saints are trying to put out there on them or whatever team, whether it's the Jets last week, the Saints, maybe the Texans, Cowboys, whoever else moving forward. That's something that they've got to figure out there. But defensively, like there really needs to be no adjustments. At least this week, they were able to clean things up better. Like they didn't give up any, any long drives like last week with the Jets where they gave up two touchdown drives at the end. Like that, the Saints were in plus territory. They were set up perfectly after that Darnold interception. Eventually, you know, you're going to score a touchdown in that situation when you do have Sean Payton 
as your play caller and you got Winston out there and Alvin Kamara, even though those guys didn't do really much of anything outside of that. So I'm going to continue to say Panthers got to come up better in the third quarter. But so far, it hasn't mattered against Jets, who are going to be a pretty bad team again this year. Zach Wilson throwing four interceptions today in their loss to the Patriots. And against the Saints team, who looked like world beaters last week. And the thought was, hey, Jameis Winston looks like he's fixed after the five touchdowns. Sean Payton not missing the beat. Well, they missed the beat today. And they got that beat down for the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are 2-0. Now, there are still some other concerns. Kicking game. Questions there. Some injuries on the offensive line. Christian McCaffrey missed a little bit of time. Are we still worried about his, his workload? I'm sure you guys are. And then some news out of Houston that has you really feeling good about 3-0. We'll get into all that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Contents vary by package. Built Bar, it is the best tasting protein bar ever. And it tastes even better after a Carolina Panthers W against the New Orleans Saints. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? There's something for everyone at Built Bar. Check out some of these flavors. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. You got to get over to Built Bar right now. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you're in luck. You can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Built Bars are not only the best tasting, but they're also healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Right now, and use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, continuing to take inventory of the Panthers' 26-7 beatdown of the New Orleans Saints. And I do mean beatdown of the New Orleans Saints. The uh, kicker. Merry-go-round continues here in Carolina. Zane Gonzalez goes two for three on his field goals and two for three on his extra points. And you saw Matt Rule was very frustrated on the missed extra point late in the game. That kept the door open for the Saints. But as I've mentioned already on the show, there was just no way New Orleans is going to go down and score twice, including two two two-point conversions against his Panther defense from everything we had seen. I wasn't breaking a sweat about it. Wasn't nervous at all. Though it was something that's still annoying. And I saw a lot of Panther fans that were not happy about it. But I told y'all, when they signed Zane Gonzalez, I was expecting, and you should expect as well, bad kicking to continue here in Carolina. You just have to hope, cross your fingers, pray to whatever gods you believe in, that that's not going to come down to bite the Panthers in the butt later on this season. In all likelihood, it probably will, but the defense continues to play like they, they are so far. Might not have to worry about it. So far, we haven't had to worry about it at all. Whether it's Ryan Santoso, I guess, who wasn't very convincing in practice. And, of course, missed extra point last week. And now it's saying Gonzalez. The block kick, the 50-yarder, 
that's one that's kind of unfortunate that you didn't get to see get converted because it was poor blocking. That's what Matt Rule attributed the block to, which typically that's what it is, or the kicker kicks it low. But those on the, the line not doing a better job of blocking um, against the Saints there. But it would have been nice to see whether he would have made the 50-yarder or not to try and see if we could have any sort of confidence in Zane Gonzalez. I, I don't, personally. I hope it works out for him. Two for three field goals with the one only being blocked. You know, So he's two for two on field goals that aren't blocked and then missing an extra point. That's certainly uh, very frustrating. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if you think differently, like I feel like the missed extra points are a tad bit more annoying than the missed field goals because it's like, come on, like that's supposed to be a gimme point. You're supposed to get that. Yeah, you miss a 50-yard, you miss a 50-yard, but like, come on, you got, you got to make the extra points. I, maybe you disagree there. I just I feel like a lot of people seem to be way more annoyed over missed extra points than miss field goals. So that's going to be something the Panthers are going to figure out. Remember Zane Gonzalez because he was – Signed off the Detroit Lions practice squad to the Panthers' active roster. NFL rules say he must be on the active roster for a minimum of three weeks. Now, here is a loophole. Dominic Eberle, who the Panthers have on their practice squad, who was here a couple weeks ago, was signed to compete with Joey Sly for a day. Then he was let go after the Panthers traded that seventh-round conditional pick, which they retained after cutting Ryan Santoso. Um, which they, of course, they traded with the New York Giants to bring him here to Carolina before letting him go last week. Everly is on the practice squad. If and Zane Gonzalez, he's on the active roster. We get to Sundays, you're able to elevate guys from the practice squad to the active roster without penalty, and you can make a guy on the active roster inactive. So if Gonzalez struggles in practice this week or again next week, and the Panthers want to give Everly a try, they can do that by activating Everly to the active roster and then having Zane Gonzalez as an inactive on Sunday. If that's something that they need to do, or Thursday night, I guess, against Houston Texans, that's something they believe needs to happen. So I just want to give you a heads up that there is still an option on the roster if Gonzalez turns out to not be a very good kicker, which again, good kickers just aren't available this time of the year. And I know a lot of y'all saw what Graham Gano was doing and has been doing in New York. The dude is not missing field goals, but you know... It is what it is at this point, right? Um, some other things for the game. Pat Elfline, who y'all also don't like very much. He's not very good. Um, we've spoken about this plenty of times. He went out with a hamstring injury. He was dealing with a hip throughout the week, so a different injury they picked up. The Panthers do play in four days against Houston Texans. Dennis Daly came in. Dennis Daly did have a little bit of struggles again. Last week, he, he gave us some pressures, but Dennis Daly... The Panthers see him as a starting level guard. He got to play left guard where he's much more comfortable. So getting a couple more days and more reps at left guard, I'm sure will help Dennis Daly on Thursday night if he has to start. I would imagine that Pelt offline is probably going to have a tough time trying to get ready to go on Thursday evening. Maybe the Panthers might like to have him there. John Miller was able to play, I think, the entire game uh, this afternoon after dealing with COVID where he said it was pretty bad for him about three or four days there, which is why he's supposed to get vaccinated, but whatever. Um, not whatever, but you know, you know what I'm saying. You already know where I stand on this whole deal. But John Miller, good to see that he's back, healthy, and able to play a full game for the Panthers. We'll get the snap counts here. Uh, we'll talk about those probably more tomorrow. But I know Panther Brian, uh, stack guy for the Panthers, he does really got a good job at sending those out every week on Panthers.com. Uh, some other things. Chris McCaffrey had some issues of cramping where he missed the, a little bit of the game. It was being reported as he had a calf issue. And you're like, oh, please don't tell me it's like a calf strain and McCaffrey's going to be injured. And now we're going to have to talk about his uses and yada, yada, yada. 29 touches today, 30 touches last week. So that's 59 touches on the season. CMC is getting a lot of work and he's going to have to have a short week here. 
going on Thursday. Then they'll have a little mini buy following the, the Thursday night football game where he can kind of relax and have next weekend off and where he's probably not going to even take time off. As we know, he's a, a workout feed and needs to stay in shape consistently. I will say, though, at the end of the game, when the Panthers are up 26-7, why the hell is McCaffrey in the game? What purpose does that serve? Put in Juba, put in Royce Freeman. There's no reason for Christian McCaffrey when the Panthers are up three scores late in the fourth quarter to be running the football. Just take him out, especially when he was dealing with cramping. It doesn't make any sense at all. I'm all here for getting him 29 touches if it makes sense to do that. Like last week, fine, 30 touches. That I'm cool with it. Like 20, 20 carries, if it's Darnold's one throwing it to him nine times, then yell at the quarterback. Don't yell at the team for having him out there on the field all the time. Like tell, tell Stan to stop checking it down to him. If anything, with today, just some unnecessary carries late in the game. That's just, I, I looked at that and I didn't really understand that. I saw a lot of people were upset about that, and rightfully so. Overall, the touches for McCaffrey, he's the best running back in the league. I want him out there as much as possible when it makes sense. Late in a game like that, when the game's already in hand, did not make any sense at all. So hopefully he's going to be you know, well hydrated and ready to go come Thursday evening when the Panthers head to Houston to face the Texans. And speaking of the Texans, we've had the conversation. Panthers got by the Jets, which we knew was going to happen. They got by the Saints, which... Some of us felt good about it. Others of us didn't feel good about it. We still made the pick. Uh, you, you know, we, we've had the conversations. They get by the Saints. 3-0 was absolutely on the table. 3-0 is on the table. Tyrod Taylor, Texans quarterback. They were tied at the half against the Browns on the road today up, down, up in Cleveland. He goes out at halftime. Second half doesn't come out with a hamstring issue. Danny Amendola was also out with a hamstring issue. There's now looking like... And the Texans have also, according to Ian Rappaport already reported that Tyrod Taylor will be out, meaning that Davis Mills, the rookie out of Stanford, will make his first career NFL start Thursday evening against this Panthers defense. (laughs) Two rookie quarterbacks in the first three weeks signing me up against this defense. 3-0. It's, I know, week-to-week league. I say it to you all the time. Every win in the NFL is a hard-earned win. That's very true. The Carolina Panthers should be three and zero, considering the news that's coming out of Houston after today. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not celebrating that the Texans have injuries. I hope, don't. Don't get that confused. Just excited that the Panthers are two and zero, and three and zero seems to be even more attainable than it was when we woke up this morning when they kicked the ball off at one o'clock down there at Bank of America Stadium. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We'll break down the Texans throughout the week. We'll hear from Matt Rule and what he has to say on Monday. I'll break down you know, his, his, conver- his conversation in the media the day after. That'll come out to you guys on Tuesday. We'll have our Thursday crossover once again, Thursday to preview that game Thursday evening. And maybe first two Thursday night games have been pretty exciting. Don't know if this one's going to be exciting on Thursday just based off the Panthers' defense to be able to do, do the team so far and what they're likely going to do to Davis Mills, the, heck, the Texans' starting quarterback on Thursday night. The Panthers are 2-0, and oh, and everyone in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas has to be feeling good about that and throughout the world. we got listeners overseas in England and everywhere, so thank you all for listening to the show. Make sure, again, to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Panthers Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Ditcher, Odyssey, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every Friday I'm going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag, even though, come to think of it, this Friday, I'll be breaking down the Panthers game, so we might not do a mailbag 
We might have to do a mailbag for Monday. So go ahead and just get your questions in, and I'll get the mailbag at some point uh, this week, hopefully. I don't know. Just send in questions. Might make it a Wednesday mailbag this week. Something I didn't think about until right now as I'm recording this show. You guys listen to the show, so we'll figure it out. But go ahead. Follow me on Twitter. Send in your questions. DM me. Don't get crazy, though. At me. And we'll talk Carolina Panthers because they're 2-0. Let's go. Thanks again for your support, for listening to the show. I will talk to y'all on Tuesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.